Welcome back to the Be Happy, Be Happy, Never Content show, aka the Steve Sully study. Um, thank you for uh, recent comments. I've had a few people reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook. I really always appreciate your messages and um, I hope you're getting value from, um, from my podcast. If you are, I would love you to subscribe, recommend me to a friend or family member and basically spread the word. Um, my goal is to scale my podcast and eventually I want to monetize my, my podcast. But I realize I can't do that without giving value and I can't do that without having a client or an audience uh, base. So therefore, I'm always looking to step up the content and I'm responding to your uh, to some of your comments. Um, I've had a few comments over the last couple of weeks, even back in the last year, about doing some other episodes on, on sales. So this one is going to be uh, a short one on, on, on sales and I, I really hope that no matter what kind of sales that you're in, whether it's financial sales or just, just basically anything, that this is going to help you. I'm a firm believer, and I always preach about this, that regardless what business that you're in, nothing happens unless you have a good marketing sales team and a sales strategy and a system. Um, you could have the best product in the world, the best invention in the world, the best system, the best service, but without selling it, it's never going to get anywhere. Um, so I believe the most important thing that, um, let's say, an entrepreneur needs to develop is the art of communication and the art of selling, persuasion and, and closing. And um, it's, it's definitely a skill that is, is massively underrated. And I can tell you this, sales is quite a daunting place when it's very, very tough. I've seen a lot of people f uh, feel anxious, nervous, slightly depressed over it. Um, but I, I've also seen people flourish and they've actually become self-made millionaires because of it. And they've used that mindset, that skill set to transfer into bigger businesses and also in, into their family life. And they've got a, a fairly congruent and all-rounded lifestyle, thanks to sales. And I'm, I would like to say I'm slightly a product of that. I'm not saying I'm the wealthiest person in the world. I'm far from it. I'm not the most successful. I, I, I'm not even saying I'm perfect in any way, shape or form. But what I'm saying, I was fairly, you know, a simple, stupid kid at school. I didn't really have uh, much going for me as far as um, qualifications and that, that are concerned. So the, the moment I found sales, it was almost like my calling. And I've got to say, most things in my life now, even, you know, even things that I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't have even dreamt had a direct correlation towards sales, I found them on, on reflection and after examining my uh, progress and stuff, I, I, I've seen that there is a, a direct influence f from sales and um, it, it's really, really, really helped me. Um, I'm definitely going to be suggesting, advising and conditioning my own son to take up two things in his life, boxing and also sales, because I, I believe these two things will serve you very, very well in life. I believe they both build confidence. Obviously, boxing builds fitness. Sales uh, builds uh, a way of you communicating. Uh, one makes you fit, um, and I also think that even even in sales builds up your uh, you know your cardio in some ways because you need to be you know hitting your sales uh, calls or uh, making your sales you know pursuing your targets every single day. You're going to be one hundred percent on it from the moment you get into your office to the moment that you leave, and that could be. That could be a six, seven, eight, ten-hour day, um, and I believe that sales is 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 uh, definitely 
an area that can make you very, very successful, very wealthy, build your confidence, shape your character, and is part of becoming the best version of you. So let me get to it. When I first got into sales, when I was roughly about 19, 20 years of age, when I was, let's say, a junior, they told me that when I'm dealing and qualifying uh, prospects who are eventually going to become clients, hopefully, they needed to be qualified in three main areas. Number one, that they have an interest in your product, in your service, in your brand, in you, into your company. The second thing, can they make their own decisions? Um, do they need to consult with someone or, you know, are they, able, are, you know, are, are, just, you know, are they, are they, you know, is it physically possible for them make, to make their own decisions? And the last one is, um, do they have the financial wherewithal or the uh, capability, do they have the money uh, to, to invest or buy into your products or your service, your system or, or whatever that you're trying to promote? So just looking at these, so um, is the person interested? Of course, there's no point and it's stupid of you to try and pick someone who is not uh, or qualify that person who is is not going to be interested in your product. Now, there is that, um, that, that rule that people can't be interested in a product or a service or your company or, or your system unless they first get taught something because interest is going to be, um, it's going to stem from being taught something and only at that point, Will you, um, will you will you recognise if there's interest there? But I'm talking about at the back end of the, your first call. There's no point of shoving something down someone's throat unless it's really compatible to their to their life, their goals, their vision, their hot button, as people call it. There's there's just no point. And I can tell you this from first hand experience. Uh, when I was younger, when I first got into sales, stuffing something down someone's throat and forcing them almost to buy something, which is completely stupid of you, will only come back to bite you in the ass later on. It's just no point. Rather than having a short-sighted uh, mindset and view of things, you, you you might as well play the long game. It's always going to be better for you um, and your family and also your business investment portfolio, having that mindset. Um, so the second one, can they make their own decisions? Now, um, I believe if you're, um, if you're, you've got excitement, energy, enthusiasm, and you're delivering your presentation in a very, very tenacious, methodical and pumped up way, they're going to feel compelled and they're going to, you know, want to participate participate, and take some kind of action. And I feel at that point, uh, you know, even these people that consult financial advisors, accountants, their spouses, their peers, you know, their colleagues, their friends, their family, they, those kind of people. I think if you make something so compelling enough, they're going to do it anyway. I, I know myself, you know, I've had, uh, looking at even... Uh, a slight um, experiment I made of myself, which was food nutrition. I've come off of eating meat for over uh, 14 months now. And I saw a lot of compelling arguments from very well-respected people who support a westernized diet, which is which forms a lot of white meats and red meats and all kinds of different things. And they're very, very healthy. I also spoke to vegan people, vegetarians, pescatarians, and I come up with my own kind of uh, take on it and I ran with an experiment and I've got to say I, I feel more energized, I feel uh, I have better quality sleep, I'm more aware and I just feel all round a, a, a better sense of energy because I've, I've tweaked, tweaked my diet. So let me go back to the point. Um, I was almost advised by people that no, you should be eating red meat at least once a week and you should be eating chicken, that kind of stuff. I went against it because the, the evidence I got was so compelling from other people, which, you know, that suggested that it wasn't right for me, that I went against it. 
but but sometimes going back to sales if uh the individual has got a this power of attorney over their estate or their finances they're definitely not the right people to be pre- presenting to pitching to <laughs> and again if you're short-sighted and you're just trying to get the sale over the line just for the sheer sake of it just to meet a target it's going to come back to bite you in the ass uh the next one do they have the the the, the finances now again me growing as a as a person and even a bit bit spiritually and just becoming a bit more fucking professional and and um just becoming a fucking adult basically and also a proper entrepreneur business person or an entrepreneur whatever you want to title it um I was on the mindset before that even if you do a good enough job, everyone can find the money. Um, it's not always the best view to take unless your product is so safe and it's going to really, really benefit them. They're going to make an income from it or something like that. It's going to change their life for the better. Only in certain scenarios can you kind of you know, steer someone towards that way. You can't ever advise them or give them financial advice unless you're regulated by the FCA or something like that. But making suggestions, giving them case studies and that kind of thing, but there's basically no point of presenting, pitching to someone if they can't afford your product. And if they were to go out there and borrow the money, it's going to put them under a lot of stress. So these three things were almost like the textbook stuff that you need to qualify to make sure that your client is eligible for you to give them a phone call back or your client to give them a phone call back. Let's say a senior person, which some people call a closer. Um, you're opening up the call. So therefore, you hand it over to a closer. But unless you've got these three things down, um, we used to get uh, ridiculed by the more senior people saying that if you sent over a, a lead or a brochure or, um, yeah, you've opened up someone and you haven't qualified them in the three areas, then you're sending over a bit of wood and you, you would you would be known as uh, someone that does a shit fucking job, basically. I've got another one which I believe is very, very true, uh, very, very important, and it's uh, part of the, you know, as well as having those three, the interest, can they make their own decisions, the finances? Here's the last one, uh, which I think is very, very important. Can you establish control? Can you control the sales call? Now, what do I mean by this? Um, I believe they got the money, they're interested, and they can make their own decisions, but you can't establish control. There's, it's, it's almost not qualifying that, that, that lead as well. And you're, and you're not qualifying whether they should be eligible for another phone call back by yourself or a more, or more senior person later on. You need to establish whether you can take control of, of, the, of the sales call because if you don't, you might end up with a, with a headache client and it, it's just no point again. Um, let me give, you, give you an example. And this is completely different, but I just want to try and prove a point. Um, if I was going to do a parachute jump, a tandem jump, where you're strapped to a professional uh, parachute, if that's the right term for it, and you have to be qualified, your age, your height, your weight, uh, blood pressure, you know, uh, all round the fitness test. But for some reason, you just kept on wriggling and you kept on becoming fidgety and you kept on becoming very, very hard work to, uh, you know, basically the person that you're strapped to just cannot maintain control of you and it was just hard work you're going to put things in danger so a sales uh, call or a client um it's, you've got to you've got to establish if you can if you can make some you know you can you you can you can control the sale so here's what i mean by that um when i open up a a, a conversation whether i'm speaking to someone for the first time um 
people used to call this, you know, you could say a cold call back in the day. You could have a pre-qualified lead. So we're expecting your call, but they don't know what it's about. Uh, as far as, you know, your company's concerned or your product's concerned, or it could be an opt-in lead, like a pay-per-click campaign, Google ad campaign. It could be a Facebook lead. It could be whatever. Um, the first thing I would do is give them a small bit of information and then go straight away for a sense of control, which was which is to ask them to grab a pen and piece of paper. I feel, I've got a saying, allow the pen to be your friend. That pen will allow you to get them to write down key points to your sales presentation and, and therefore um, they're much more likely to follow the sales call through, the sale through or be ready for the next call from a more senior person than yourself on a later date because I've written some sort of stuff down. For those people who are uh, counting on your ability just to get someone excited but believe they're going to follow that sale through um, just on the sheer excitement, you're kidding yourself. I used to believe that, but what happens is someone would get so excited, but in a, in 24 hours, 48 hours, a few days later, they're going to start have this in the chat, and that in the chat is going to be, Steve, why are you purchasing this? Um, you've got no notes, you don't really know this person, you never tried the product, and you don't know the company that well. Therefore, is it a really good idea that you're going to uh, you're going to you're going to participate in this product or this service or this system, and kind of almost logic will set in at that point and that's that's when the person is going to go into uh cold you know cold cold feet uh scenario uh you know they, they're just going to be kind of resentful and basically at that point they're going to start making up stuff they're going to say stuff to you no i didn't receive the brochure or the email that you were meant to send out to me oh no i you know you know uh you know I've got to move away or I've come down with a sickness. And, you know, buyers are liars. You know, I, I lie sometimes when salespeople are trying to present to me. And I know many of you who've been in a scenario where you've been forced to make a sales decision, you, you, you're probably going to end up, unfortunately, sometimes telling a little bit of a bluff, a little bit of a white lie just to get out of that scenario. Shouldn't do it. I definitely shouldn't do it. But unfortunately, it has happened before in the past. Um, and as a salesperson or as, you know, sales staff, they get very, very, uh, you know, angry and defensive about this. And they start trying to, at that point, if someone's trying to catch a client out, you've already lost a sale and there's just no point. So again, going for the pen and piece of paper, they're going to write down notes. And at the end of that sales call, when the excitement drops off, they're going to buy based upon not only excitement that they had, but also the logic. So you're going to get them to write down key logical things about your products, your company, case studies, which should keep the deal in, in bed. And even if they fall off a little bit, you can go back to that pen and piece of paper on the next call and, 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 and refer them to certain points. And make sure that all your points are definitely true, they're organic, they're real, and get them to ref, ref, you know research it for themselves. You know, for me, when I'm presenting something, I like I like them to you know go out there and double check what I'm saying because it builds credibility it builds you know I, I validation in the market and that that kind of thing um so allow the pen to be your friend get them to write down some keynotes um and um you know clients buying on the excitement yes the transfer of enthusiasm is definitely the definition of a sale but what keeps them in the sale is um it is the logic. People buy logic, people buy an emotion, they buy an excitement, and you need to have a double-edged sword. If it's too logical and if it's too, um, 
you know, if you base your pitch on, on, on facts and figures all the time, that's going to be boring. They're not going to feel compelled to do it. At the same time, if you make things so compelling because you're so enthusiastic, but then at the back end of it, they have no facts, figures, they're going to fall out. You need the best, best of both worlds and you need to make things simple. Um, another way to establish control is by getting them on the website or and walking them through key points on there. The other way to establish control is by sitting down with someone if you're doing a face-to-face presentation. Yes, also going through the website, but also the brochure as well, and literally walking them through it. Because try and understand something. I'm a very busy guy. I've got you know, a boxing match coming up. Um, I need to stay fit on that. I'm, I'm on that. I've got businesses. Uh, I, sell, I sell myself. I consult for a couple of people. Um, yeah, I've got, I got, I got a property, property company. You know, got a missus, got a baby. You know, it's, you know. When I get a brochure through through the door, even when I get text messages, sometimes I can't read everything. You know, I simply just don't have, let's say, the time in the day to read everything. Everything. I'm only going to prioritise which I feel is the most important. And let's be fair. Sometimes when I receive an email or a brochure, I might get round to it eventually, but immediately I won't. So going through it with that client or that prospect is going to be very, very, very important. Um, like I say, I try and get that pen. I go for the pen, should I say, every single time when I get on a call, whether that is open up a call for the first time, closing the deal or doing a repeat business. Use that pen as a way of establishing control. And if they're getting a the pen, they must have the money. If they're getting a the pen, they must have be able to make their own decision. If they're getting a the pen, they must be interested in, in, in your products or your service, your system, your company. Because why else would they fucking get it? Obviously, you need to still qualify in these areas, but that is my mindset. Going for the pen is really, really going to be the first stage of you establishing control and teaching them something. Because without control, how can you teach them something? And if they're not being taught something, which they see as valuable, why would they be interested? And if they've got no interest, they won't have the desire to take action. Everything's linked, but you've got to make sure that you do the fundamentals at the very, very, very beginning. Um, we've heard of ADA, which is attention interest desire action uh, and this is part of it grabbing a pen and piece of paper is definitely part of ADA I think that is basically um, a little bit of uh, information that you can implement into your sales company whether that is telephone sales marketing the, you know state agency um, face-to-face sales you name it um, I think this is really going to help you because it's definitely helped me thank you for everything that you've uh, you've done for me um, because I've been getting some really really nice uh, messages recently and uh, i'd love to hear from you once more please uh subscribe please uh share it on your stories uh i'll try and repost as many as i can on your main feed on instagram twitter you know facebook linkedin you know the better the more uh, more you repost it the more you share it uh the better it better it is for um for, for, for myself of course but hopefully the people that need to find this content is going to be good for, good, good for them as well also guys i share my uh, podcast on uh, mimboso which is the wellness app you can uh, find it on uh, uh, itunes and you can also find it on the app store should i say and also on android find it on there it's, it's a really cool platform and it's something that was about to blow up okay guys be happy never content absolute smash your fucking wednesday take over the world and become the best version of you. God bless.